This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You know, I read these comments and I read people like uh, talking about my appearance or energy that I give off and and it gives me a, a lot of juice to reflect and like how can I be better in my personal life and let it overflow into my professional life. Love to ask you a few that I get a lot from my audience to maybe try and help some people. If you want something serious, should you sleep with them in the first few days? Yes. Yes? Yeah. I, I, Why? Let's take a breath. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Cindy Lutwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for pressing play. We have a really awesome episode for you guys today. We have Harry Jowsey on the podcast. He was on the Netflix show Too Hot to Handle. He was known as kind of a troublemaker. He was dating Francesca at the time from the show. And if you don't know the premise of the show, basically, it's a bunch of very, as the title says, hot singles going onto a beach and dating each other, going through all these different exercises and almost like a retreat style of learning about your love style and different aspects of love and sex and connection, all while doing a competition of not being able to touch or have any physical intimacy. That means hugging, kissing, sex, all of the above and below, because there's a large sum of money that they are given towards the beginning of the season. And then as people start to do things that are against the rules, they lose money. So Harry was a big money loser on the season, um, but fans loved him and it all turned out great in the end. I'll let you watch it. It's a really fun, easy watch. And I liked mostly about the fact that they learned so much about love styles and they did all these really cool retreats and practices and they learned a lot about love and dating. So we get into all of that from his season. He is a very open book, which I appreciate. We talk about what he learned about dating and love from Too Hot to Handle, how he maybe applied that to his life after. He's now probably three years since being on the show. He's gone through a lot of changes since being on that television show. So I think you can hear that and see that from this episode. And I like to call him a reformed fuckboy, if you will. And I told him that on the episode. So I said it to his face and it's fine. Um, There's no better word for fuckboy at this point. If you guys have one, let me know Um, because it's kind of harsh. But he has come a long way and I can see the growth. And I think he helps a lot of people, especially in the realm of dating. So definitely stay to the end where I ask him a lot of insightful dating questions, mostly how to overcome if you encounter normal fuckboy types in the wild and how to overcome them, how to avoid them if you want, or maybe learn how to reform them like Harry. So I think you guys are gonna love this one. He's awesome. He also has a great podcast. If you enjoyed this episode with Harry, definitely go check it out. It's called Tapped In. I will link everything below. Um, But I think this is a really fun and really great episode. So definitely share it with a friend or a fan of Harry's. I know he has a lot of them. So uh, send it along and always 
tag us on social media at something to share podcast so we can repost you. Um, today, my something to share, I wanted to keep it lighthearted. I feel like I've been very in my feels lately and very in touch with my emotions and going through it in these last few episodes. So today I wanted to keep it light and I wanted to give you some of my quick tips on how I like to approach social media. I think it's been brought up a lot in a lot of the episodes lately and I have learned a few things over time with social media and how I like to approach Instagram and TikTok and all those things. So I wanted to share some of my favorite apps and practices to do so. So if you will, for Instagram, lately my approach has been to open up and share more of myself and my life. No matter what I do with anything I put out in the world, work-wise or even on Instagram, I want it to feel like me and I want to feel like I can connect to it and that someone else can connect to it. And ultimately, I just want to help people in some way feel like they've been seen or heard or that they can relate to something that I'm putting out or that I give hopefully good advice or try to help people. So that's what I try to approach Instagram and all the things that I do. Does that always work? I'm not sure. Um, But my favorite tools to use for posting or whatever I do on the app. First of all, for taking photos, I love the app called LensBuddy. If you haven't heard of it, I would download it right now. It's incredible. It's basically like photo booth, but for your phone. So you can prop your phone up and it'll take like 30 photos every other second. So you can get great pictures of yourself if you're out on a vacation or if you're out somewhere and you have no one to take your photo or you don't want to ask a stranger on the street. I prop this baby up against a water bottle and I use my lens buddy app and I'll get great photos. Honestly, most of my Instagram photos are taken from lens buddy. So that is one of my best kept secrets. Highly recommend that app. If you are looking to edit videos, if that's something that you're interested in, my favorite app to use is InShot. I think it's like $2.99 a month. I think it's the easiest one to use. I've used this app probably for a couple of years now. It's the one that works the best for me. I love especially that you can take sounds from, say if you want a sound from Spotify, you want to add it to a video, you can extract the audio, which is really cool. That's my also great tip is that you can screen record a song take that song and then extract, I know this is complicated, extract that song from the video and put it over as an overlay into your videos. It's very cool. It's a great tool to use if you need to edit sound or edit your audio over it. Or if you want to do like a vlog type of video, definitely recommend that app. They have great things and they're always updating it. So there's always new filters and edits and all kinds of cool things that you can add to it. So InShot is my favorite video app for editing for the podcast. My favorite app to use to create like brochures or if you're even stuff for the wedding, planning on making menus or say the dates, even a great app to use is Canva. It is a little bit more on the expensive side if you're looking to do more options, but they do have a great free option that you can utilize. So if you're just using it for fun, the free option, you'll have plenty. But if you want to get more into the business side of things, definitely recommend Canva. It's really easy to use. Sometimes the app on my phone is very suspect though and doesn't want to load. So it's better for me on the computer, but that one is great. I use it a lot for my podcasting. For photo editing. Some people are very into creating an aesthetic feed. Some people aren't, but I just think it's sometimes fun to create almost your brand or aesthetic if that, again, is something you're into. The app I love to use for just photo editing in general is the Tezza app. 
T-E-Z-Z-A. I can also link everything below. Her app is amazing. Again, I think it's maybe 30 bucks for the year, a couple bucks a month. It's not expensive. She has amazing filters. She's a photographer based out of LA. She has an incredible brand. If you haven't heard of her, she's also a great follow. She takes incredible photos. Um, but her app is amazing. I love to do, they have like vintage videos that you can do. You can apply super eight filters to your videos. You can do stop motion, tons of great stuff. So if you're into that vintage type of field, has an app is incredible. And I have to give a shout out to Hannah G. Her app, the SETI app, is really good for editing videos and photos. Again, none of this is sponsored. Um, I just think she did a really great job with her app, and I'll sometimes use that as well, depending on my photos. I am that friend that people send photos to to edit out red eye or making it brighter or changing out the coloring and things. So if you also need a just simple app to fix things or take things out of the background, Facetune is a great one. I don't recommend it for changing your body or all the things that you can do on the app, but it's great for say if there's something in the background that you want to get rid of, there's an option to do that. Um, It's great for red eye and things like that. Or if you want to just give a little tweaks of coloring and stuff like that, it's a great option. That one can, if you have struggles with body image or things like that, that app is probably not the healthiest because there are options that you can edit your body. Do not recommend using those at all. I did go through a phase of that and I'm not proud of it. Um, But I think in my times where I had low body image or negative feelings towards my body, I definitely use that app too much. So now I no longer use those settings. I just use it for things like red eye and coloring and stuff like that. So that's a great one. For more intense like YouTube style editing, I use the Adobe Premiere Pro. It's definitely difficult to figure out once you get the hang of it. It's an awesome program. It's expensive as hell, but it's definitely recommend it's the best for video editing if that's something that you're interested in learning more about. But it does take some time and I would recommend watching quite a few YouTube videos before you start trying to edit a longer video because it, you'll crash your computer probably like I did. If you're someone who really likes to see the aesthetic of your feed and line things up based on color and different poses or whatever, there's great apps for that. I don't really care about that so much anymore. I used to really care. Now I feel like I just kind of have a feel for it, but you can also use the Teza app for things like that. Those are my main apps that I use. That is what I kind of rotate between, but I would say with those apps, the more you get the hang of it, the quicker it becomes. That seems like a lot of steps to be taking to post on a social media app, but those are the ones that I find the most user-friendly and that I always go back to. So if you have more questions on maybe how I edit photos or how I approach social media or anything like that, always reach out and send me those questions because I love to hear from you guys. Um, I really think you're going to love this episode with Harry. He is a blast. I think this is a great all around episode for you to listen to or share with your friends. So please do always, if you will, write a five star review before you go. It just truly helps me, helps the podcast and helps me to get this out further into the world. Make sure you also follow so you don't miss an episode every Wednesday. Without further ado, guys, here is Harry Jowsey. Harry, welcome to the podcast. Um, you told me before this that you almost lit your entire apartment on fire, so I'm glad to see that you're safe and you've made it. <laughs> How are you otherwise? Wait, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I'm good. I, I have Bruce, my my dog. He has his little bandana on. He's right beside me. He looks very handsome. 
but he's he's here as well. Honestly. Um, you have a bulldog, don't you? Yeah, look at him. Oh my god, I also have a bulldog. See, she's on the floor. Really? Oh, she is slumped. Yeah, she's fully out. She's been doing with this with me all day. Wow. Um, yeah, I am obsessed with her. How long have you had your bulldog? Um, Bruce, how long has it been? I forget he doesn't talk. He's a dog. Um, it's been, wow, maybe like 10 months. Oh, that's, he's a pup and still. Yeah, he's, but he's the size of a fridge. Yeah. I don't know what I've been feeding him, but he's just huge. Uh, they blow up really fast. So fast. It's crazy. Like, I thought when he was a puppy, he was so cute and handsome mm-hmm. and fun. And now he got like really ugly for a little bit there, like really ugly. But now he's like getting back on the cute side. So it's kind of They're cute. hideous, but I think that makes them cuter because sometimes they'll get their like gums stuck on their teeth and they'll yeah. look at you and you're like, I love you so much. So cute. Yeah. I mean, like he has like his... He has this crazy underbite. No, overbite. Mm-hmm. Is it underbite? I think it's an underbite. Well, usually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's getting like four teeth that like stick out. Yeah, the little baby ones. They yeah, me. I was like, this just <laughs> must be like so annoying to be like ugly like this all the time, but you're just so cute. Hey, I have one more question on your bulldog because I feel like only bulldog parents understand this. Do you, does uh, your dog get like booty juice? Do you know what I'm talking about? Has he no. started this phase yet? <laughs> so... What is is this? Horrible. So she, I don't know if it's like because she doesn't exercise enough or what it is, but they like can't fully expel their anal glands or something. So like they'll get this, what we call it booty juice. It smells like a fish market. It's disgusting. Hopefully he never gets, yeah, like she'll like be on the couch and get like she'll get really relaxed. And then I don't know if she like farts or something. She will leave like this stain on the couch and it reeks. (laughs) reeks so it happens at least once a week so hopefully that doesn't happen wow. to you that that's well i'm glad i don't have carpets yeah yeah i wouldn't ever get them <laughs> well and, and we just we just had to get rid of our couch as well because we have a french bulldog and she got her period for the first time and i did not realize dogs get their Aww. periods um so our little lady's growing up and we had to put a diaper on her and then turns out every time she's in a diaper she wants to just poo so it <laughs> It's been an interesting learning learning process. It's also my roommate's dog, the French Bulldog. So I've been telling him to get a D-sex and like sort it out. But uh, he's like never here. So it's like, I'm just, obviously I can't do that to his dog, but um, it's been a very interesting process. And then I see Bruce trying to hump her, but he's just a fat whale. So mm-hmm. he, he just like collapses under his like weight. So it's an interesting household. Over yeah, here. there's a lot going on over there. Yeah. So much going on. anyways okay i'm gonna ask you my first initial questions that i just threw at you a minute ago but first question i ask of everyone is to share something either from their nightstand surprising or with an interesting backstory so like any object that comes to mind when i say those three things right so i have a whole bunch of sex toys i don't know if that if that's That's fine yeah but i uh i like to if i start seeing someone new or if i start to date someone i just like to have like a fresh bunch ready. So like I'll just order um, a whole bunch of stuff from Amazon or if I start seeing someone new that I really like, we'll go to the store together and I'll just have it ready because you just never know like when things could kick off and you just want to like yeah. take I'm care wondering, of it. With that, do you like prep them with that or sometimes you just whip out the drawer and put I'll, something I'll, on? Yeah, I'll, I'll whip out the drawer because like it's kind of like not a, I don't know, like I don't know, you don't really like bring up like, oh, do you like, stuff in your butt like if you're at like a fancy dinner or like what do you want to like 
crack open. So, and like, Hey, like it's also weird if you start telling a girl that you're just seeing that like, Hey, I have all these sex toys in my drawer. Cause they kind of think that, Oh, you're using them on other people. But I feel like it's more of a, you're in the moment, you rip them open, you rip the plastic off. They know it's fresh. Everything's ready to rock and roll. And then you just kind of get, get stuck in. Yeah. I would, I would worry about sanitizing. So it's nice that they're fresh. Yeah. It's like yeah. when you go to the dentist and they open the new package for your teeth. It's kind yeah. of like that. Or like when you get your nails done and they rip open the package. Yeah, yeah. So it's wow, fresh. There you good. go. Yeah. That's good. So it gives you a chance to keep rebuying and trying new things, but then it's clean. I like where your head's exactly. at. And also it has that nice fresh feeling of like when you go get your nails done and they rip it open. You're like, oh, this is this is not they care. Yeah, it's like therapeutic. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you would, would have gone that way with it, but I'm glad you did. Cause some people are like a little afraid of saying, because like nightstand, you naturally think of like sex toys or vibrators, but yeah. Not everyone goes there. So well, yeah, I don't really have anything else apart from <laughs> I bought three packs of condoms and that's the top drawer. And then there's room cologne in there and like wires for like random charges. And then underneath is just like chaos. Like, yeah, oh, it says a lot about you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just ready go. for the job, you know, whatever, whatever it entails. Yeah. There you go. That's a starter pack. Um, anything that's been on your heart or mind lately, Harry? Anything about that or anything random? Yeah. Something that's been on my mind a lot recently is, um, so I've started taking acting classes and it's really interesting that, uh, when you're learning to, to try and like tend to be someone else or like to be a different person, how easy it is to control your mood. And I didn't realize, and like, I always talk about it, like on my Snapchat or whatever, I'll be like, oh, happiness is a choice, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't actually realize how much you can control how you feel or how you can let things like dictate your entire week or your entire day. Or like someone says something, you can let it like linger and use that feeling or emotion towards something else. So something that's been like lingering for me, Bruce, please don't chew my chair, um, has been uh yeah just learning to control emotion and happiness and also learn to save some sadness or like save a feeling and use that in in like a scene or wherever else i don't know i just found that like we really are like we really do control everything that happens in our world so we need to just not let it control us yeah it's really interesting. I never thought of it like that because then you can like compartmentalize emotions a little bit, which is kind of hard to do because when you're in an emotion, it's like this is taking over. Like I was feeling emotional earlier and it took over a little bit of my afternoon, but then I got myself yeah. out of it. But like it's nice to have like tools, I guess, to like shift in and out of things, which I never thought acting could do something like that, but it totally makes sense. Is there like an exercise that you do or is it just like an awareness of like, okay, I'm it's feeling this way? Yeah, it's just more of a, an awareness. Like I haven't really ever sat down and like it's, I guess being a guy, we kind of just try and brush it off and just be like, oh, whatever. And don't let it like linger. And I think like starting, because I've been practicing on the script of 500 Days of Summer and it's like very rom-com. Like I was like, oh, I want to be like funny, like Will Farrell and like go down that route. But like mm-hmm. seeing this stuff and then thinking about people that I love and care about and like that feeling, like you can really relate to a book bunch of stuff and I'm sitting there I'm like wow like I'm letting my brain read words on a paper and now like I'm really like sitting in my head about how much I love or miss someone and like care about someone because obviously if you're reading a book or a novel you're going to put someone that you know or care about in that spot 
it was like really interesting to sit there and be like, oh, wow, like I've just ruined my whole day with my own thoughts. Mm. So like, why don't I just change my thoughts and make my day happier or like think at a situation different? Like I was speaking recently um, to my audience, like, hey, like life happens for you, not to you. And yeah, I'm not, I'm just rambling now, but yeah, that's I was kind of just like using that to like these things are happening for me and like how do I use it in my benefit? I like that. You're like reverse engineering what you're learning into like how it affects your day. Has yeah. it affect has it affected like how you show up in your emotions now in real life? Are you feeling like more open? Are you just aware, I guess? Of- more understanding and awareness and more like reflecting and like thinking about how, how that makes me feel instead of like, I think this year I've started to learn how to be selfish and like be like, Hey, I need, I need to do this for me instead of actually like, what can I do for you? And like, make, make your life better. I'm like, actually like my day is actually ruined. Like how can I actually sit down and reflect and think about what you're saying and how it affects me? Yeah. I think like, I haven't really like in the business that I'm in, like the industry I'm in, like everything's like, go, go, go. And I think people listening can relate. Like your life is like, non-stop like shit that goes on and you don't really sometimes you don't really have a lot of time to like sit down and think about that feeling and it's kind of good to like let that feminine energy like come out of me and like understand it and appreciate it and learn how to deal with it instead of like letting that emotion take over it's very cool because you don't normally look at someone like you and feel like they would be in in touch with that side Um, (laughs) but it's it's good to have like be able to go in and out of it i think that's a very interesting thing that's like happening a lot with definitely in guys and media lately there's definitely like a more flowiness to them which i appreciate because it's a little more intriguing i think yeah yeah for sure i think that uh it takes it takes a strong person to be able to understand both sides masculine energy and feminine energy and it's something that i've been learning to appreciate a lot more because the past couple of years of my life i really haven't appreciated feminine energy and how like the man i am is because of the women that are in my life. It's obviously masculine energy play. It's like a big part of it, but my entire upbringing, like I focused on that. Like, how do I be a man? Like, how do I play rugby? Like, how do I, you know, fuck these dudes up? Like, how do I learn how to fight? Like, how, but now like I'm looking back, I'm like, yo, like I'm so strong because I have stronger women around me that build me up. And, you know, my mom's the strongest person in the world. Uh, Farah, Mel, all these people on my team, that, that I connect with day to day, I'm like, wow, like if I didn't have any of you, like I would, I would just be like a shell of a human. So, yeah. I love that. It seems like you're very different from the time that we saw you on television. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah. Well, I think that was three years ago. So like yeah. a lot has happened and a lot has kind of gone on in my life. And I think being in some sort of a spotlight you have a lot of time to reflect and you think about what you're doing a lot more and the image that you're putting on like i know online like i put on this persona that's because i know it's going to work like i know it's going to get people to talk shit i know it's going to get people to engage and like laugh at me or with me so i i lean into it because i know it works um but i think in real life like i have you know i read these comments and i read people like Uh, talking about my appearance or the stuff that I the energy that I give off and and it it gives me a a lot of juice to reflect and like how can I be better in my personal life and let it overflow into my professional life 
I love that. Yeah. And I, I've been listening to your podcast and I think that shows that you're like diving more into that side of yourself, which is very cool. And Thank I you think, so much. yeah, it's actually really, really good. I, like, <laughs> people were comparing it to um, like call her daddy for like the reverse of that. So it's a very high honor. No, that that's a that's a huge honor yeah I, uh, I i have that's the first time anyone's ever said that to me so i appreciate uh even being put in the same sentence as alex Cooper. yeah she's very good too so i want to ask you a little bit on your time on the show not so much of like the details of your relationship or any of that because i know you've covered that i know it was three years ago but i want to like go dive in a little bit more into like what you learned because i feel like a lot of you came out of that like very revived or like a different insight on dating and relationships because you guys learned a lot in that process. So I'm curious at like what you want your mindset going into the show. Like, did you know that you were going to be in that kind of environment where you were not allowed to touch? I'm sure they told you probably it was like a dating show. And like, what did yes. you learn in the process? Go ahead. Yeah. So it was pretty much like we didn't, we didn't know, we, we had no idea what was actually going on. Like we had no idea what we were signing up for. We just knew it was a dating show and kind of went in like pretty like excited and, and fired up about it. And I think like going in on this show, like people have to remember, like we're just normal people that get very lucky and get very blessed with a life-changing opportunity. And you go into this crazy environment where you don't have your phone, you don't have your friends, you don't have anyone that you know around you. And it's like a high pressure situation and you're there to fall in love you're there to find love and you're there to uh, learn a lot more about yourself and relationships. And like, obviously the whole premise of the show, like made it very uh, serious on the relationships and like learning about love and like uh, following the lead of like, not just having a physical attraction, but a mental and emotional one. Mm -hmm. um, it really, it really did uh, like leaving that, that show and that experience really gave me like a new lease on love and a new, found appreciation on having a person in your life that you genuinely care about. Yeah. I, I wanted the bachelor and I can completely understand that yours shows a little bit different how it was run, but I'm sure like the bubble that they put you in is very good for creating relationships because yeah. all of your focus is on like talking and you know, those people and you guys had like extra elements of like different exercises of like unwind, like winding your normal way of thinking about love and dating, which was very interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, I totally get that. Like world you're put in is so. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, I feel like your, your show is a little bit more chaotic for <laughs> the competitiveness and uh, how you're just kind of like thrown in the deep end with like 30 other people. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. will say it was probably nicer for you guys just because it was like new and there wasn't necessarily like rules of it yet, or they were probably still figuring things out where now the bachelor has been on for so many years. There's such a formula to it. So people are going yeah. in there like, okay, I need to be the villain. I need to be this. I need it. So I'm sure there's a lot more of the gaming of the system probably than when you went on your season. But yeah, I, yeah. I think it was a little bit more like exciting and, and a little bit like, unknown whereas like with you guys like yeah 100 like no like okay this person did really well last season like how can i mimic that or or whatnot they're on season three now so i'm sure i feel like it probably would be hard for people like wanting to go after the money when they know there's instagram followers that can come for this and they're gonna make so much yeah. money, more money after that so i don't know how i haven't seen this new season but yeah i think i think uh it's at a point now where um obviously people understand that 
you know, it worked really well for some people and it worked, it didn't work well at all for other people. And I think maybe, you know, if you look at the third season and the second season, people are just like, they've already like caught on to what is going to pay dividends. So I think like, to be honest, there's, and I know they've filmed for season four, it's coming out pretty soon, season four and season five. So I wonder if there's going to be like, reverse like it's gonna they gotta have to there has to be something that like flips it like earn money maybe <laughs> yeah like okay like you guys you guys are ha- having too much sex like you're actually getting kicked off like goodbye like yeah. we want to help the right people instead of people that are there for clout or followers or whatnot They were super lenient with you guys for sure. Like you should have been gone technically like week two then. But. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, I think I think we we're very, very blessed that we had the first season yeah. and that we were like the only people that had a legit relationship. Yeah. One more question on that: Is Lana an actual real person or is she a, a robot? Really? Like, is she like an Amazon per, like person or? Oh, it was like literally Siri. It was like someone's. So it was it like was, a Bluetooth. It was like a, a speaker inside this cone, and it was like someone was had like their notes and they had the lines written out and then they would go speak and it would, Siri would speak it and then it'd be like a big break and then they'd write the next one out and then they'd speak it. It's just like a producer on their phone texting really fast and like missing. Literally, like you see behind the camera, just like, I think they were in a different room, but yeah, it was, it was honestly crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, just the, the stuff that happens behind the screen and behind the cameras is actually more fascinating to me when I was on the show. And yeah. I'm sure it was for you, especially like the hooking up of the show, because they have to tally you when you're hooking up. So you have the awareness of people watching you do stuff. I'm sure that was a mindfuck. But yeah, no, it was, well, I'm not very good at math anyway. So like I was mm. kind of happy oh. that like I just didn't keep track and, and other people getting angry. And I was like, I actually don't know what money went down, but like if I could get to zero, I'd be happy. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. One more question on that dating after did you I'm sure it was difficult I've heard from people like on bachelor when the guys get off the show they get like bajillions of dms constantly like people throwing themselves at at you you become like celebrities it's crazy and I'm sure that you've experienced that so like knowing all the things that you did from the show and like reforming I know you were dating Francesca after but like the time that you guys broke up was it hard to like stick with the same values that you had learned from the show dating moving forward how did you handle that I think that there was elements of those values that like stayed in there for sure. And I think that dating after the show, I knew exactly what I need and what I give uh, and what I appreciate in relationships. And I think there was a lot of lessons learned in that relationship and the ones that followed. Um, Obviously, you know, there is going on a a show as big as it was and, there's, there was so many DMs. There was so many people reaching out. There were so many people that I've had crushes on for years or like seen or followed on Instagram that were like, oh, I want to hang out with you or like I want to spend time with you. And for me, like that was, you know, pretty overwhelming. Like you're just, I'm just a normal dude from Australia that suddenly has like all my Instagram crushes DMing me that like want to hang out yeah. and spend time. So it was pretty, it was pretty crazy for a couple of months. Because like, of course, like I'm going to want to, like I met and you know hung out with every single person that i've ever had a crush on and it was really wild and overwhelming uh but it was good and now like i'm pretty 
like I, I think I understand what I'm not after and I understand that, you know, these one night stands are just transactional and they're not exciting. Like then there's, there's no like substance in them and it's really hard to get to know someone like fall in love with someone's personality. And even like the sex isn't amazing when it's just like a one night stand. Cause you, you're just like thumping away. You're trying to figure out each other. Like you're doing other good. And then the next day, like they're gone. You never like speak to each other ever again. It's a very weird feeling in one night stand. I've only had like one or two maybe, but it's just like very, yeah. You just like have all this intimacy and you, you it's like, it's like thumping around. You're correct. Like, it's just like, I don't know what you want, what I want. We have this short amount of time to figure it out. It's very interesting. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if I want to like start saying stuff or, or try and like whip out a toy, like, I don't know how you're going to react. And yeah. It's yeah. also, you know, really difficult to understand if someone, like, what, like what they're really into, if they're actually into this, or if they're just trying to be like nice. It's like I don't know. It's a, yeah. I'm not a big fan of one night stands anymore. I'm, I'm more trying to, you know, lock in someone that I care about. You're formed. I like it. Yeah. Um, one more question, because now you are. I think you're dating, or I don't know. It's like you Google your name. And there's a bunch of different things, but with like moving forward with relationships, like, are you going to do anything differently, like? I know your previous relationship was so public. Do you think like moving forward, you want to be more private or like you still going to date and like show everyone everything? Or what is your mindset on that? Yeah, I think that, so I've had some pretty crazy private relationships over the past couple of years. And there's just so, something I really like love and appreciate about that. Um, but the issue is when you start dating people in the same industry and people that are also like content creators, you know, you want to create content with someone that you care about and that's that person. So like I, I, I tend to get myself in trouble because everyone's like, oh, it's a new girl. It's like, well, you know, maybe we've been hanging out for a week, but like I create content and I get excited when I get can do it with someone. Like, you know, if, you, if you're an architect and your boyfriend's an architect, you get excited because you want to like, you can see visions and you can see stuff together. Like I know it's probably like silly if it's like a TikTok or, or, you know, Instagram story or, or going on a trip somewhere. But for me, like that's fulfilling and it gets kind of like, it gets, I guess it confuses people online because I, I give this like crazy persona of just like, oh, I just sleeping with all these uh, Instagram girls when like a lot of the people that are like, that I've been very serious with it, like personal trainers or just like normal, like people who just model for e-commerce sites or business owners. Um, but yeah, it, it does put a lot of pressure on, especially having such a public relationship and everyone like the the most recent kind of like not really relationship that I, that I had. Um, it was interesting because we posted TikTok together. And then if I posted a different, like someone, like a TikTok by myself, like two or three, there'd be comments like, oh my God, what happened? And it puts yeah, like so much, up. yeah, it puts so much unnecessary pressure on, yeah. um, on something that doesn't need the pressure on it at all because you're still just trying to figure each other out. Um, so moving forward, like my goal is to keep stuff offline and to keep it private. But if I'm, you know, if I'm hanging out with someone who, who I enjoy creating content with, then I can't, I can't help that. I want to either, you know, like try and make content with that person or put them on in any way I can. Yeah. Relationships are hard enough without like the entire world making comments or it's crazy. speculations or all of that. So. And the, the worst part about it is everyone compares like all the comments just compare them to my ex. And I was like, that's unfair on yeah. the person that I'm seeing. It's a really hard comparison to me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just not fair. It's not fair on anyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, it seems that you are a reformed. I don't know. There should be a better word for it, but fuck boy, I guess, is like the term. Yeah. I don't know if there's a different one now, but I feel like you could help a lot of people who one are dating people right now. And you've done this on your podcast before where you answer answer people's like DMs or questions. I would love to ask you a few that I get a lot from my audience to maybe try and help some people within that world of dating, if you don't mind. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I said first one is do you know a way to identify a fuck boy or someone that's like not ready for a relationship? What would you say? Yeah, I think it goes to that saying like if they wanted to, they would. And Mm -hmm. what I've found is if like I had a friend that was we were all at dinner last night and she was telling me that she was seeing this guy and he like he'd be like really hot and cold and then he'd be like, Oh, I'm so busy, I'm doing this. It's like, no, no one's too busy to see someone that they like if you genuinely care about someone or if you if they're your number one priority, like but yeah, I, I think it just comes down to that saying like if you wanted to, he would. And the issue with like fuckboys is like being one or reformed one, um, I think like we're very, very hot and cold, like very like, yeah, yeah, come over, come over. I think the, the, the biggest identifier is like, does he want to hang out during the day? Like, does he want to see you for lunch? Does he want to come like to the beach? Like, does he want to go to the movies? Does he want to do stuff that's outside of the bedroom? If he only wants to see you in the bedroom or at night, then he just wants to have sex with you. There's, not, there's nothing more, there's nothing less. Like, I, and I think that, you know, even if his schedule, say he works all day, like normal job, like nine to five, and is only three times in the evening, he's telling you to come over and watch movies at night he's not putting in any effort but if he's like oh let's go to the movies let's go out let's go sit in a park or just go for a walk or do something like normal people then he genuinely cares and he's trying to like uh put a step in the right direction i love that um can an unavailable guy change can a guy change for a relationship do you think i think that it puts a lot of pressure on yourself if you if your goal is to like go in and like i'm going to change him and i'm going to try and do this um i think that that I think it's really true that saying like it's the right person, wrong time. Like you could definitely mm-hmm. f- like cross paths with someone that maybe you're meant to cross paths with it in a year's time. Um, but yeah, I think if someone is unavailable, I think you, obviously you definitely can change them. Like everyone's priorities, like my priorities aren't the same as they were like two months ago. So like every, everyone can definitely change and like move in that way. But then again, like if, you're questioning that so early on. I don't think it's like healthy for your mental health to be worrying about worrying about them. Mm, I agree. Um, why do guys continue to watch Instagram stories after they've ghosted you? That's a great question. So I think what we tend to do is tend to be at like front of mind. Um, usually when I try and end stuff with a girl, I like I'll mute their stories and their posts because I don't want to talk. I don't want to see them. I don't know. Them to th- and I also don't want them to think that I'm like checking them. Um, but I think like to check stories and if you're ghosting, like it, it's a good way for you to put you in like a worried state or just like confused state. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, does he care? Like what's going on? Like, does he still want to talk to me? But end of the day, it's just like just making sure that you haven't forgotten about them. Mm, that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I also go back to like, how guys usually or like how I watch Instagram stories is like swipe, swipe, swipe. Yeah. Sometimes it's not always, but yeah, I, I think that what point is huge is that they're just checking to see that they still got you, I guess. Exactly. Which is very infuriating. Yeah. Um, what's a good way to slide into DMs? Like what what's a standout way to get noticed in the DMs? I think um 
I always go with like, I've got a question because then you can go in any direction um, or like, hey, quick question. Because then if they reply like, yeah, what is it? You can be like, oh, are you free for dinner tonight? Or are you free? Or like, when are we going to go get lunch? Or or like, what what dress is your favorite? Or stuff like that. You can really like lean into it. There's, there's any way you can go about it. I think always ask a question. Don't be like, hi, because it's not going to get any, like it's not that exciting. Like I don't want to answer someone just saying hi. Um, mm-hmm. and replying to a story is always good. Like, but I, f- I found that like, don't be so direct with like compliments right off the bat. Cause it's kind of scary. Like try and compliment mm-hmm. something else. Like, Oh, your puppy looks cute or, um, s- something that's not like creepy. Like, Oh wow. Beautiful feet. Cause it's terrifying. <laughs> that's, there's so many of those. We'll just send a foot emoji. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're like, uh, want to get married? <laughs> no god damn it um tricks to hook a guy like what are some things like moves that girls could do to really like hook hook the man lock a guy in um i think that something that keeps me on my toes is someone that is persistent with me because i have a pretty like a hectic lifestyle no i'm not my lifestyle isn't like a normal guy but i think that someone that's always just like checking in like, Hey, like let's go do this or someone that like genuinely cares about your day instead of uh, what you can do for them. And I've had like, I've dated a lot of people that just take, take, take. And it's really refreshing when I meet someone that just, just gives as well. And like wants to, wants to add value instead of take value. Love that. If you want something serious, should you sleep with them in the first few days? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I Why? So I probably won't <laughs> talk to someone if we don't have sex. Like for me, like I think physical touch is in my top two love languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like that's how I really connect with someone. Like that's like a, a serious like bond for me. Like I don't care. Gen- like I just feel like if this if the sex is great, you connect. Like you know when you're having good sex. Like you know what it feels like to connect with someone and um, and to start to figure them out. And I think that like, if if I'm like chilling in bed with a girl and we just like fool around and it's not sex, I probably won't be too excited to like talk to her again or like hang out or like get her to come over. Like it probably be like strictly friends at that point. So put on a good performance if you're doing it in the first few days. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very good test. Um, I'll say like last question, if you want, if you want to be serious with someone and you want to tell them that, like, what is a good way to go about that? Is it you just straight up with them from the beginning or yeah, what's a good way to like stake that you want a relationship out of something? I think honesty is the best policy. Like I've noticed that even though it sucks to tell someone exactly what's going on and what's going on in your head, it is the best way to go about things because it, you don't feel uncomfortable. It leaves no gray areas and everyone's starting off on the right foot. Like, uh, you know, I was in a situation recently where the girl was like really confused. I was like, I have no reason to lie to you. And like, this is my intentions and this is where I want to go with you. And I understand there's only been a couple of weeks in, but like, this is exactly what I, like my end goal is to like be with you long-term, not like a short-term thing. Cause like, if I just wanted to have sex with you, I w- would have like hung up the phone right now been out of here i think that you know if you're really digging someone just tell them just like be like hey look straight up like mate this might be a little bit confronting or 
this might be a little bit overwhelming, but I just want to let you know that like I'm really into you and I want to pursue this uh, on a deeper emotional connection as well as, you know, spending time with you and being your friend. Like I want to figure out how we can be more than just that. And I think that genuinely, if you are honest, people are going to appreciate it. I, I think that, you know, the moment you start like lying or trying to dance around it or like asking, like asking questions in a weird way uh, yeah. instead of just like saying it straight up, it just, people just get weird energy and feel weird about it. Yeah. The cool girl thing doesn't always work. Sometimes you just got to be like honest. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Okay. I'm going to ask you like three final questions and then we'll wrap if that's awesome. good for you. First question, what do you want to be known for Harry or remembered by? You've had this huge like reality TV career and now you're doing a podcast. Like what do you want to be known for at the end of the day? At the end of the day, I think I want to be known for uh, I want to be like a pioneer in the reality TV space. As crazy as that sounds, hmm. like I want to be someone that you know when you look at Ashton Kutcher and you're like, wow, that guy was uh, was it that '70s show? He was on that '70s show. He was doing punk, punk, and now yeah. now he's just like an incredible investor and he has an insane business mind. That's kind of mm-hmm. that is a person that I look up to. Like I want to be able to have that many uh different intersections in my career and be like okay like now i'm known for this so now i've changed to this i want to be someone that has so many layers and, and so many levels that at the end of the day people could be like oh he's that idiot from the reality show or he's a guy that invested in this startup or whatnot yeah surprise people yeah. i think that's awesome it's a good like comparison to make yeah, yeah. I love Ashton Kutcher. He's very smart. <laughs> I feel like you might have done this. Have you ever overshared in life and maybe wanted to say something differently or take it back? Or are you just like an open book and good with that? I'm I'm an open book. And I think that I definitely overshare a little bit too much about my life. But I think that for, for me, like I never really could connect with any like celebrities or like influencers or anyone like that because they don't share enough. And they don't like, I don't know, actually like, you look at some influences and every single story, they're just like happy and like fucking skipping around and like carrying on like idiots. I'm like, your life isn't that good. Like I know you're deep down sad and like meeting a lot of these guys, I know that there's actual like issues. So like, I think with my podcast, like for me, I just tell everyone that's exactly what's going on. Like there was a moment where I was talking about my friend's suicide and half of the podcast, I was just crying. And I guess I wanted to show people that like, yo, no matter what, like, you're going through shit and I want to, I want to be able to relate to my audience and then to be able to relate to me and be like, okay, like this is how Harry dealt with it. And maybe they can take some inspiration with how I, how I think on stuff. Cause I take inspiration out of my audience. That's very cool. It's a great way to use your platform because yeah, not a lot of people who go on shows like too hot to handle are like speaking openly about stuff like that. So okay. it's very, very good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Last question. Any last piece of advice or leaving thought that you can end us on? Yeah, I've been uh, stuck in this mindset a little bit um, recently where I've had uh, situations or like opportunities that didn't go my way. And I was kind of like beating myself up about it and like annoyed that I didn't get this opportunity or whatnot. But as soon as, and you know, for people listening, like sometimes like things don't go away. Sometimes maybe we miss out on that job that we wanted or the promotion. But what I've realized is as quick as a door closes, there's so many doors that open. Like literally the next day I had a big, a way bigger opportunity pop up and, and a, 
like a couple of weeks later, there's, there's more stuff. So I think like continue to be optimistic and excited and be excited when doors close because you know that more doors are going to open and that there's going to be bigger opportunities around the corner and never sit and dwell on something and just be excited for the next chapter. I like that reframe. Yeah, it's very true because a lot of times that's not your door yeah. and it's it's hard in the moment because it felt like your door and you were thinking it was your door, but reframing it for yourself and staying like hopeful for something else to come along is very important. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> Harry, where can everyone find you, follow you, the podcast, all the things that you got going on? Awesome. Thank you so much. So my name is Harry Jazzy. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, wherever. And my podcast is called Tap In and you can find it everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yes, I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Nice to meet you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.